0: Oddball Show, a podcasting collaboration between my productions, an oddball magazine.
1: Welcome, welcome, friends and fiends. This is indeed another edition of the Oddball Show. My name is Prof, known in some circles as the Peter Sellers of Podcasting. I am the creative director at JPNI Productions, and with me, as always, are my airwave associates, the two creative minds behind Oddball Magazine. Uh, can I just, uh, real quick, before I continue this introduction, can uh, everybody in the circle, can you hear me okay? Yeah,
2: who's Peter Sellers?
1: Uh, we'll come back to that. Oh. Anyway, creator and editor-in-chief of the magazine, a poet currently exploring his MC Edge, say hello, please, to Mr. Jason Wright.
2: Yep, uh... We'll get into who Peter Sellers is later, but hey, um, what's up, everybody? This is Jason Wright from Oddball Magazine, we have Reese Cotton on the program today. Uh, She's a very funny person from Boston who I uh, am happy to have on the program. It's going to be a very
1: good show. Uh, What's up, Prof? Yo, Doc. An associate editor of Oddball Magazine and the host of the Stone Soup Open Mic every Monday at the Out of the Blue 2 Art Gallery in Cambridge, a man of diverse interests and talents, now including his Open Mic Comics column which we'll discuss a little later on as well. Please welcome Mr. Chad Parento.
0: I'm the Telly Savalas of uh, this <laughs> Take it in, in that I'm all bald and dead, baby. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but come on, Peter Sellers, that's Crusoe, is it not? It in- <laughs> the- is! How, how do you how do you not know this? I'm going to have to bitch, I'm going to have to bitch slap you, Jason, and call you Cato. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I thought
2: it was uh, the Jaws guy, so I mean, you know, it wasn't the Jaws guy. The, Ro- the Roy Schneider. I know. I've seen Jaws. Wait, Rob, so Schneider, Rob Schneider
0: was in Jaws? Royce, Royce Schneider was in Jaws. Shark. Shark Meister. It's being jumped over by this podcast.
1: And these are your oddballs. <laughs> yes. Our guest tonight is a female stand-up comedian from Boston with a creative drive that is second to none. This week alone, you'll be able to catch her shows in upstate New York, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and Connecticut all in one week. Uh, if you run has,
0: really fast.
1: She, she <laughs> has a degree in Chinese. She's trained in Taekwondo and lives a fascinating daytime life as an Uber driver, providing much <laughs> of the fodder for her blog, which you can find at ReeseCotton.com.
0: Please,
1: please, please give a warm oddball show welcome to Miss Reese Cotton.
3: <laughs> oh, man, thank you so much, so much. <laughs> uh, it was a pleasure to be here. You gave me, like, the best introduction ever.
1: Well, you are. Is you that- have quite a few, uh, quite a list of them. <laughs> you are an interesting and diverse person. <laughs> but and you need guys. all those skills to
0: become an Uber driver, including the Taekwondo. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
0: but, yeah,
1: thanks very much for your time. Thank you for being here. Uh, I'm really looking forward to a, a great show tonight. It should be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah. as I mentioned in the intro, you are mm. traveling a lot this week. You're in uh, Albany, and uh, I think then New Hampshire, then back here, and then Connecticut. Uh, that's quite a schedule.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's 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 pretty it's pretty awesome when I get to sit back and and look at all the opportunities that I have waiting because of kind of the hard work and time and dedication I put in. Um, but you know, it's any I, I really I, I want to say anyone can do it, but it just it takes a lot of you, you can't be afraid to fail out here. you got to fail as fast as possible <laughs> so right you can learn on. from your mistakes and, and grow from them. But I, I would say a lot of this is just um a lot of these bookings, some of them are uh, like I'll be in New York tomorrow for the Ladies of Laughter uh, competition. I'll be up against... Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'll be up against some of the best comedians in New York and Boston and beyond. So it's going to be I mean it's gonna, it's an honor just to just to compete against those fine women. Oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. You yeah. really well. I've seen your stand-up. It's pretty pretty funny. So Oh, no, thank you. Thank you so much. I've called, I've definitely come a long way. A very <laughs> very long way. Like I first uh when I first started doing comedy, I was just doing uh Adult content jokes. (laughs) Putting that (laughs) alternative lifestyle, adult content jokes, and I was so busy cracking myself up on stage, I didn't realize I was isolating my audience. (laughs)
1: you—you were the Jimmy Fallon of the stand-up world.
3: (laughs) Camera
2: and laughing, breaking character. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man! Yeah, it
3: took it (laughs) took uh... (laughs) a
2: talk show host, but anyway, yeah.
3: Sorry. Sorry. Oh no! Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say it took you know it took a couple of veteran uh, veteran comics and just friends to kind of help me find my voice in a more how, how's it how's it how could I put this like uh, like I don't just have to joke about this one topic. There's so much more to me as a person. So let kind of everyone uh, get it, get an idea of that. And uh, yeah, so. Um, that, that's been a great experience for me and I'm very grateful to come across uh, the mentors I have and to be able to learn from them and um,
1: you bring up two things actually that I wanted to ask you about uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go to the second one first um, do you think so as a, a you know a female comedian as uh, an al- uh, uh, alternative gender comedian uh, yeah. are those automatic uh, gears for you like or, or for comedians in general that then you have to grow beyond or is that just a matter of some some people like uh, you know male man does this female does this uh, black guy does this white guy does this as, as like a comedian style uh, is that an automatic gear or is it, is it just some people uh, work that way do you think
3: oh I see I think um
1: does the polarity I I thought... of it make you know is that uh, something that you that in comedy that one would jump to somewhat automatically um, kind
3: of. I think when you don't uh, honestly I think it comes down to mindset and, and lovely level of maturity uh, in the business. I started that's what I jumped to because honestly I thought that's what made me unique and it took one of my mentors telling me no that that's what makes you like every other comedian that happens to be a lesbian. <laughs> you know they were like that's not what makes you unique at all out here in this business. And um, and if you want people to remember your name, you need to you need to go deeper. You need to talk about um, things beyond what the audience is already surmising about you because of the way you look, walk, dress, whatever. You know, so uh, you know, so hit them with some stuff they don't expect. Talk about one of to the tufts. Talk about joke about uh, speaking Chinese. Um, I love you know. that. One. That's great. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> joke about uh you know, joke about about your pit bull, but maybe not in the way people would expect, you know. So, um, um. so yeah, and that 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 kind of a clever spin that I've put on the way I present my jokes has helped me tremendously, and actually helped me get um, kind of a ahead ahead of where I think I would be right now. How can I put it? Like that. Like that help I got. Had I not got that help, my calendar wouldn't look the way it does now with bookings all over
0: New England in the tri-state area.
1: Yeah, right on. Yeah. You talked. You,
0: you talked about being a one-joke comic, or just like not wanting to be, just like all about one joke. What was your one joke for the longest time?
3: Oh, it was about. Uh, it was about the uh, peacock. Um, so a peacock, not necessarily the bird. But if you break, if you split it up, peacock. So it's a stand to pee device. So someone transitioning from uh, uh, female to male would, <laughs> would have one of these and um, you know, go into the men's bathroom and use the bathroom standing up just like a man. So I, I would just come up with stories about dropping it, and, and the woman's bathroom, because I couldn't use the men's bathroom, and it rolling into the other stall, and the women freaking out because they told the police a man that, you know, had lost his Johnson was in the bathroom, or something like... Like, it was just ridiculous. I was just having so much fun with the wildest, craziest, like, funniest stories. Um, But <laughs> but it it, it turns out that, you know, that... Because that's what is a, I don't know how to say it, but because they, they what they're looking at is what they got, Um, yeah. I was told that I was going to get pigeonholed, so to speak, and to definitely bring more to the table in terms of uh, being funny. So when I go on stage, sometimes I, I don't even mention being a lesbian. So I Sometimes I just don't have time because I have so much other stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just don't have the time to to get into those jokes because uh not very deeply. I can subtly, of course, but I I can't get into it very deeply because um that's the more obvious thing you you expect me to say and I need to hit kind of hit my audience with other stuff, get their minds all over the place. And if I have time, then I'll go into my lesbian jokes um
1: as your off-car. <laughs> you come back yeah. with Hit him with some lesbian jokes as an encore.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your current What's your current closer now? Oh, my current closer is
3: a joke. Uh, I call it the best dish, and um, it basically it basically goes: I'm at a Chinese restaurant, and I motion for the Chinese waiter to come over, and I say to him, "Wei xian xiang qing wen, shi shun yi zui hao de tie." And the translation for that is, "Hey, Mister, excuse me." What is your best dish here? And then the Chinese waiter just looks at me. He just stares at me. And then he says, "I only speak English, asshole."
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
2: so, so, Reese, with uh, with, with, with with driving uh, Uber, you must be getting a lot of material. You must be getting some funny customers. Because I know I, I, when I was yeah. working at a, I was working at a restaurant and I wrote a bunch of uh, blog posts called "Tales of an Unemployed Waiter," uh, which I thought were really funny, um, you know. And uh, they were really, really funny because I got a lot of good material from just people uh, in their day to day, and you get to watch that, you know, you know, from the Uber. So what? Oh, come on, what's what's going on with that? You. There's oh. a lot of fun people.
3: Oh yeah, I I have a, a ton of things uh, from Uber. So much so I <laughs> I've got like a list of stuff that I'm gonna get to someday <laughs> in the Uber. <laughs> the Uber Chronicles are definitely in that um, in that list. No, I've I've you know Uber. You can only pick up I think a maximum of three or four passengers at a time, and I've gotten um, drunk Uber requests, and of course I don't know that the the passengers drunk until i get there and uh, he he him he piles himself and all his friends in the car to the point where there's no more room there's there's too many of them there's like five full grown college kids and one of them jumps in the trunk or not the trunk the hatch i don't <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> i didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know the proper word for it was hatch when i wrote about it on fit Facebook, so people are probably thinking... Um, <laughs> and then
1: this guy just jumps in the trunk, and fine.
3: <laughs> yeah, so he he, fell, he actually fell asleep back there by the time I got most of the guys home. And then, um, it just, I mean, it turned out, it, it was so bad, because I, I dropped them off, and I thought they were all getting out at the same destination. So I closed out the, the Uber app for their ride, and then like one guy gets out and the other four are looking at me like how are we gonna get home <laughs> and I'm like I, I'm like I don't I don't know I thought this was your destination and I'm like no we got to get home too and I'm like all right well just just uh just open the your uber and request a ride, and I'll just be the first to pick it up since I'm closest to you anyway and they were like we we don't know we don't have an uber account As a matter of fact we don't even know. Who's account we used to call you?
0: <laughs> I, was <just>
3: <laughs> I was just like, wow. So I, I ended up uh, dropping them off home one by one, free of charge, and it wasn't too bad. They all lived within like five miles of each other, and uh, and yeah. When I got to my second to last drop, that's that's when we realized one of the one of the college kids was sleeping in the hatch. He was, like, back there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful his his buddy remembered because he he would have spent the night in the hatch. In your driveway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Uh, you you yeah. were living a Woody Allen sketch, you didn't even <laughs> yeah. The law specifically states you cannot have a white frat boy in your car unless it's a Patrick's State weekend. You know. <laughs> you know
3: what like speaking of that like you know what's funny I'll tell you I should actually write this down I never I didn't think of it until now I picked up another customer um I want to say yesterday I'm pretty sure it was yesterday I picked him up from um a hospital in um oh my gosh I can't remember the name of the hospital but it was like a hospital in the Dorchester area lower mills area and I pick him up and I just knew he was going to be a black guy or woman um Because that's just one of those those hospitals here associated with our neighborhood. So I get there and it's a white guy. He gets in the car, but he did Uber Pool. He didn't do Uber X. So (laughs) we're picking up other people. You can just see him getting increasingly uncomfortable as minorities start to take over the car. (laughs) It was, it, was, it was hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't oh know about uh,
1: uh, Uber Pool. I haven't used that before, but that sounds that sounds hilarious. <laughs> Uber Pool, is
2: that like Carpool? Is that like, a, it's like you just go in with a bunch of uh,
3: different people and just go in the same area? And just go yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Uber Pool is like it's a lot cheaper for the passenger, but, you know, if the driver... Uh, if Uber wants the driver to pick up someone else along the route, um, you know, you're going to be subject to have um, company <laughs> during your ride other than the driver. So, And not everybody knows that when they do Uber Pool. So you, you I, go, I, I, I just go ahead. You go on a nice day with somebody and, uh, you know,
2: let's get an Uber. Oh, I heard about this new Uber Pool, and I was like, <laughs> you know, some... Some drunk dude and you know someone else and you're like, oh this is nice. Uh, you know, we're all going to the mall or whatever. I don't know what, what people do these days. <laughs> anyway, your joke was way funnier. Uh, you...
3: No, no, it's, it's...
0: Well, that's
1: weird yeah. because he's you know a comedian. So
0: it's almost as if she she's worked at this. Yeah, for chess player. That's for the chess player. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Oh, man. <laughs> can, we put, can we put a nix on the on the robotic, the computerized cricket, because we have the cricket parts taken care of, and clearly we're in sync because I'm not texting in Google Hangouts. Crickets, one, two, three, go. So you, I'm, the, I'm the official cricketeer. You, like, graduate from cricket? Like, uh, how do you learn how to do a cricket like that? Yeah, you right. you hang out in uh, a factory where everything is so loud you're wearing a mask uh, because you could get poison lead poisoning from the resins you're working with and you just wait and you just pass the time away I did that for an entire summer So you're a superhero <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I'm I'm lead boy I'm pencil boy you know, <laughs> I'm yeah. lead man. Uh. Exactly, but um, so we we've kind of pushed to. I feel like we're at a movie now where like Reese is famous now. We're just all like, "Wow, Reese, you're famous!" and all your hard work paid off. And she's like, "Yes, but I would love to uh, hear a little bit of the beginning. Like, who are your who are your influences when you were uh, growing up? When you were learning this? When you were just figuring out that this is what you wanted to do? Oh, when
3: it came to uh, uh, comedy, yeah."
0: <laughs> oh, no, did no you I know, Uber that. driving. You're like, oh, okay. I <laughs> hate <laughs> this cab driver. Nah, I'm mean, I, saying <laughs> where basically I could be a cab driver. <laughs> I can power myself. No, yeah, when did you think you went, what made you want to be a comic? Um, Who made you want to be a comic?
3: Gosh, man, it, there's, so many, um, there's so many variables that really pulled me in the stand-up comedy direction. Uh, the first would have to be the loss of my little brother. And um it, it, the the reason is because losing him I, I, I the way I thought about life you know changed and after he was gone my cousin showed me these uh these these vine videos or something Something, like, I wasn't on social media at the time, but she showed me his social media accounts, and they looked really popular, like views in the thousands or whatever. And, mm. it, you know, he was a complete goofball. You know, he just, I didn't know that about my little brother because we were both introverts because, you know, we're, we're, we grew up in a very religious, Baptist uh, family environment, church, and, you know.
0: You get your kicks where you can
3: kicks where you can where okay what does that mean i'm not sure
0: <laughs> you, you just you have, kind of have to have your fun on the side because it may not gotcha, be, gotcha. be acceptable in the social schema where you are
3: <laughs> yeah i gotcha yeah and i think that that that, that kind of opened my eyes to wow i don't have to be so like i don't have to be so introverted like my brother he had an outlet he had this free you know free type of open-minded life that I didn't know about. It's not that I, I didn't want to know. I just, you know, he went to college and he moved to New York to pursue theater and um, film, and I didn't really think much of it. Uh, but when I saw his uh, social media accounts, and, you know, he's, he's he's dancing in a pink tutu or he's got on some, some rainbow-colored spandex, <laughs> He's <laughs> just prancing around. I'm just like, I'm like, man, my brother was a goofball. He was, he was silly. He wasn't, he didn't walk around miserable and yeah. feeling ashamed of himself, you know. So in a way, I kind of, in a way, my 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 little brother became my big brother because leading by example. Now I'm thinking of, you know, gosh, what am I missing out on in life? And then from there, um, thought about doing uh, thought about doing other stuff with my life because I always wanted to be a fighter. I always wanted to be a mixed martial professional mixed martial artist, and that came from you know watching Bruce Lee, etc. When I was like r- really young. Uh, but do
1: you, do you compete? I used to. Yeah, cool.
3: I used to, yeah, but my my um, n- not at the professional level, but like at the college level, I competed <clears throat> in taekwondo. Cool. like, my coach would tell me, uh, lose, um, you know, X amount of weight, let's say 50 pounds for this upcoming fight. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, coach, no problem. The the issue is the next time we did a check-in, I would have gained, like, maybe half that or the whole 50. (laughs) So (laughs) instead of losing it, I just gained it because of the (laughs) pressure. I don't know if it was I pre- I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> Even to this day, I still have a hard time uh, losing weight. But
0: you it's know, hard I have I an just... excuse like that when you're like right in front of the coach. Wait, did you say lose? Lose. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, how how old was your uh, brother when he passed away? He was twenty-two. And how, how did he
3: die? Uh, he he fell asleep. He died in his sleep. Uh, he fell asleep, and uh, from what I was told, um, it was just natural causes. They could, they didn't find any uh, foreign, malicious substance in the system. Mm. And how old are you? Uh, how old was I at the time? How, how, how
0: old are you now? I'm 29. Wow. So you you would you would you would um you're obviously close with your brother and but you had already kind of chosen on a life path uh, to a certain extent. What were you doing when when this happened? Yeah, I was working
3: at the the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston. I was mm. money 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 money.
0: <laughs> so you had a respectable job.
3: Oh yeah, most most certainly, most certainly. Um, Which is usually the
0: impetus for anyone to be a stand-up comic or be in the arts, but yeah. Which What's his what? It's usually the co- That's usually the reason why people go into comedy or the arts if they have oh, a they have a respectable job for a long enough time. <laughs> oh
3: yeah. No, I hear that. I don't know. I don't know if that's a, a myth or a rumor or or a stereotype or whatever. But uh, uh, for me, yeah, it's it's freaking true. Yeah, it's true. You
2: know. You know what's the difference between um? I mean, you know, poets we don't get paid, but you know, comics they get a shot at getting paid. So
3: <laughs> you
0: know, that's good. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty uptight. I worked, I was worked in the, the IT department, and um, like I was just, I was just really tense, you know. My, my energy, that escape, for me, uh, was, you know, the martial arts, and I, I kind of realized I had to make a decision. That was going for me nowhere fast, because of the my own issues or limitations, like. Not being able to make the weight is really, I I guess I'll say piss poor excuse in the field of fighting. You know, that's really frowned upon if you can't make weight for a fight. So I'm not, I wasn't trying to uh, continue to down a path that was headed nowhere. I didn't want to do that anymore. So I I considered stand-up comedy after I watched, on Netflix, I think I just turned 28 years old. And on Netflix I watched um, Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah. on uh, oh, I'm trying to remember what he did a he did a special at the Madison Square Garden, and he said sorry. He does a joke about a half deer, half zebra. <laughs> I'm laughing because the joke is so stupid. The joke is, the joke is, he basically tells the audience that. Something about being late for work and telling his boss the reason he was late is because he was driving on the highway and what was in his path was a half deer, half zebra. <laughs> and he it, and he's just making a, this excuse why he's five minutes late for work. He's like half deer, half zebra. Some I, I, I can't say a word, I don't remember it word for word. But baby, but basically somehow like a baby with Benjamin Button disease comes into the <laughs> picture and is riding the half deer half zebra and he gets the baby in the car and the baby tells him no I'm actually a grown man it's like like the like I I enjoy I enjoy watching um uh, Kevin Hart do comedy especially stand-up comedy but whenever I watch that particular special I actually fast forward at that part because I get so pissed off that what, pissed off I, I just because it's so
0: stupid. Like I just... Like, you're, you're, it. You're, you're laughing. You're laughing despite yourself. Yeah.
3: Like it's like. um... Are you throwing some stuff at me? I don't really understand. So laughing despite yourself. I've heard. Well, in other
0: words, it's so dumb. It's so <laughs> dumb. Like you, you, There's no reason, possible reason for you to be that you should be laughing at this, and yet you are. It's almost involuntary. Gotcha. Thank
3: you. Thank you for breaking it down. <laughs> okay. Right. Here, I, here I am talking about somebody else's, uh, lack of intellect, and, uh, <laughs> no, but, I, I mean, Kevin, I think everyone's, obviously, he's very, very intelligent, very business savvy, he wouldn't be where he is today if he wasn't, but that particular joke, uh, happens to really piss me off, and I have to fast forward
0: <laughs> through that part of the special. <laughs> there was actually there was actually a a, a document like, kind of like a documentary interview on HBO called Funny People or Talking Funny. It was Seinfeld, uh, Louis C.K., Chris Rock, and um, oh god, the British guy who created the original British Office. I can't can't remember his name. All of a sudden, Gervais. what's that? Oh, Gervais. And they were just like all talking about that same thing about a joke that you know is so fucking dumb, and yet they. Yeah. And the the one conversation was this one guy who was singing Dock of the Bay, except he sang the lyric sitting on a cock because I'm gay. And, oh, Lord. They were, and they broke it down for like 20 minutes, uh, like, like 10, 15, uh, maybe more close to 10, 15 minutes. Like, this is so stupid. This is a dumb joke. Someone's singing, sitting on a cock. And, and they, they just could not justify, I, I think it was Louis C.K. like it was trying to, could not justify why he liked it. And I think it finally ended with Ricky Gervais going, did he do the whistle? Did he do the what? The whistle, you know, like Doc of the Bay oh has a whistle. Yeah, and that's how it ended. But yeah, there's there's stuff like that where it's just like I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I oh am. And yeah, yeah I, I call that a successful joke.
3: No, I, I, oh yeah, gotcha. Yeah, that, that's it's so right. No, yeah, I, is, I, is I there think... anything
0: that you is there anything that you've ever said as a joke? Um, that you're like, oh, my God, this isn't going to go over well. But it's, it's a joke that the audience likes more than you do?
3: Oh, that the audience likes more than I do? That hasn't happened yet, I don't think. I think what I think, this <laughs> isn't going to go over well, if I say the joke, I think the audience reminds me that
0: it didn't go over well. Like oh, I should have kept the joke to myself. They're in full agreement. It's like it's like Bill Hicks had a line every time he was trying to like do enlightened stuff. He'd be like, "There's dick jokes on the way, people. Please relax. I know where I I know what country I live in. You know, like he, he was he he told the he he told the dick jokes sparingly, but um, he probably told them better than anyone else. But that was probably the part of the the comedy routine he could have done without.
3: Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. You know what I I like about um, Kevin Hart's, uh, that that joke that he does? It's not not like he... It's because of his delivery. His delivery is hugely important. You know, and I think for stand-up comedy, it's it's all about the delivery of the joke. It's all about... um, I don't know. I I think it's uh, an incredible thing to get up on stage and deliver a joke like, uh, you know, um, Kevin Hart or... Uh, you know, one-liners like Dimitri Martin or uh, you know, um, Chappelle, like Dave Chappelle or you know these guys, um, all all these great comedians. Um, so when you craft a joke, what is your you know how do you how do you how do you do it? What's your style like when you go up and you craft a joke? What is it? You know how do you how do you engage an audience first of all? Like how's it work for you? You know.
3: Okay. Um. So, all right. So we'll start with the uh, crafting a joke. Oh, okay. Well, before before I answer that question, that question or those two questions, let me. Um. Yeah, sure. Me, I'll just I'll just close out of uh, the thing about uh, Kevin Hart by saying wh- when I heard him say what I what I consider to be one of the dumbest jokes I've ever heard in my life at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew I could be a comedian and. Um, yeah,
1: that's uh. <clears throat> no, I think that's. I really wanted to get to that point. That's where your your initial story was building from a question, a couple of questions ago. Oh, okay. Like, the idea to me of picking up comedy, like when like I'm not naturally funny, I don't think, and I wouldn't naturally go into comedy. It's it's so uh, frightening. Like it's it's really brave to me. Had why, why was that Kevin Hart moment so what? What made you go? All right, uh, he can tell a stupid joke. I can. This this can be a medium for me.
3: What what um, I I I, huh?
1: It just seems I, so brave guess- to me. It just seems like such a bold step that like, I don't know. It's pretty awesome, obviously.
3: Oh no, I I hear you. I mean, that's <laughs> I don't know I. Uh, I'll, I'll go with what I've heard. I've been called cocky and arrogant, and uh, that could be, that could, be that, that could be there could be some slight speckle of truth to that statement, and that could be why uh, why I listen to to somebody who is of a very high celebrity status and has been doing comedy for uh, I think he had been doing comedy for about fifteen years. By the time he did that special, maybe a little less, yeah. and uh, I, I don't really well, like know. I wish I knew how to explain it. I wish it's like um, the funny I, it's like watching someone you admire do something, do something really.
1: Oh no no! See see, I, I think you're missing it. I I totally get oh, the okay. idea of having a, a big model like like having that kind of moment. with I just think that it's comedy itself. Is such a uh, bold medium to step into. So the answer to me, I guess, really is that it's just not that daunting to you. Just like, all right, I guess comedy fits me.
3: Oh, you know? oh, so like if so, so remove that. So remove the the uh, that that factor of just that what I saw in the special. Like remove that. In oh, no, I
1: think yeah, I think that's an awesome moment for you. I just think that oh, okay. it's, it's impressive to me that you were then like, all right, I've never done comedy before. All right, let me try this it's, it's okay. just a, a bold medium to me that I like I would not I'm a rapper and I learned to rap gradually I wouldn't jump into comedy to to save my life I think it just it's it's scary it's and it's awesome you know like I love comedians and I love watching stand-up comedians I think it's so impressive uh,
3: yeah. well, I, I, see, I think I see what you're saying yeah the a lot of my fears went away about life about um what, especially what people thought of me, that, that fear was practically gone, but it, it took a big loss, like, like the one I, um, experienced to really get to that place mentally of, uh, you know, um, I just, I, I really have to, just live my life, I can't I can I, I can't be worried wor- it's not even a question of can and can't because it's it's not a question in my mind anymore it's like it's like cool you know I live my life in the shadows I've been an introvert for almost 3 decades and where has it gotten me yeah maybe I have a good job maybe I ha- make more than enough money um uh but but like but deep down like spiritually I'm not I'm not happy. I'm not really living. I don't I don't know who I am and if I do know who I am, I'm I'm certainly not letting that person out l- to live her life to the fullest. And I think it took those videos of my little brother just acting a complete fool for me to be like, wow, I can I can I know I have that silliness in me. I know I have that that carefree spirit in me and I just I just want to let it out and you know, so it was. It was almost. You know, I, I'm sure it felt like overnight, but when he like between the time I saw his videos and when I got on stage, it was almost. I don't know, maybe uh, maybe eight months around there. So, so I'm sure. How, how like did you How did you
0: train yourself?
3: In the back, I was going through the process. Sorry, what did you say?
0: How did you train yourself? How did I train myself? Um, yeah, how did you prepare yourself between that time? With well, like the a rocky montage.
1: You uh, probably did a lot of running up and down in Philadelphia. I'm
0: picturing that. First you're like, I have my own story of a, of a gazelle crossed with an ocelot. Yes, we can do this. Um, And then you just moved from there. I mean, because I know there's so, comedy workshops and things like that, so I just didn't know what uh, outlets yeah. or what mentors you may have had.
3: So, yeah, so that came after I, I got on stage. So, like... So, okay, so I turned 28, I watched the Kevin Hart special at the Madison Square Garden. I decided if he could do it, I can. And then I think by December uh, December 11th is, if you can feel it, you can speak it, open mic. Uh, yes, hosted I'm, by I'm, Dana
0: Ross, yes.
3: Yeah, December 11th of 2014. Let me make sure I got the dates right. December 11, 2014. Yeah, it's the first Thursday. So in, in the year 2014, the first Thursday, because it's, uh, it's every, uh, sorry, second Thursday. It's the second Thursday. Every second Thursday of the month is Feel it, Speak It with uh, and and D. Ruff. And I think I was preparing for that open mic. I was preparing. I had wrote these jokes about Thanksgiving, because Thanksgiving had just come and went. And I I wrote out these funny jokes about me and my family. It was like a story type thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And on I had those jokes prepared by December 9th. The thing is, between December 9th and, and December 11th, there was... A night of comedy at uh, Slade's Bar and Grill. So I went there to just see live comedy for the first time in my life. And I went there to watch, and uh, the host, the host there that night, um, you know, she started. We we talked to each other. She asked me like, "What was I doing there?" Yada yada yada. And I told her I was there to see to see comedy. I was thinking of doing comedy and she offered to let me go up on stage and I did so technically that became the very first time I did comedy on stage was December 10th 2014 and then I put that I put that in the books and just and just kept going uh, from there and I did do the open mic the next day I did do the field speak at open mic the very next day December 11th and uh I killed it, but the night before at Slade, I completely bombed. I took <laughs> <laughs> I took the following day off from work. I didn't sleep that whole night. Um, I just was rewriting the jokes based off of some of the some of the stuff uh, the host told me I could improve on. Cause when I after I bombed, she was the first one I I went to, and I was like, "What do I do to get better?" And she told she me knows
0: who this person was. Does she got a name?
3: She does. Uh her name is Sam J. She I, I think her I think her, her given name is pronounced Samaria Johnson. But um she's but she best cool known stage, as Sam J. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, at that time, uh she was probably one of the biggest comedians in Boston. And right now she's in LA as far as I know. So
0: that sounds like a really nice gift she gave you.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's pretty it's pretty it's pretty nice when when people you meet along the way don't hesitate to give you feedback or help you out because you, you need that. You really do need that in this business in order to um, get better, you know? And if people kind of hold back or whatever, usually it's because they're, I won't say, it's, it's usually one of two reasons. One, they 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 want you to succeed, just not that fast, okay? And two, or two, they just don't know what to, they just don't have nothing for you. You know, they, they, maybe they've been doing it longer, and they should be able to help you, but maybe they really can't. Like, so you never know, it really is case by case. But yeah, she was uh it was very fortunate that my first experience doing comedy happened the way it did and that I you know,
0: timing is everything. So, so your mentor went to LA. Is she are there any other peers that you work closely with now now that you've gotten yourself kind of entrenched in the in the scene?
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh one you may have met is Lady Vane. I brought her to a uh <laughs> Yes, I believe yes. <laughs> yeah, lady. Lady uh so so for the, for for people that are listening that maybe don't know um Lady Payne is uh ooh, she's I don't I don't I want to describe her and then I don't cuz that that would be so she's just she has she has a, a larger than life personality and she's just so she she's got to me she's goofy, you know. She's goofy, but she she jokes about real stuff, like real life stuff, and she jokes about it in a way that just, you, I can't, I can't call it. I, I, I'll put it this way. Me and Lady Vane, she's been my mentor for well over a year now, and whenever she writes new material, I might think for a minute, oh yeah, I know this, <laughs> I know how this is going to go. But then when when she says it, when she reads it to me, or when she deli- especially when she delivers it on stage, it just it takes on a life of its own, and it doesn't take her very long. You know, like a lot of people when they write their jokes, you know, it's oh, especially me, it takes it takes time. You know, jokes have to go through a process, and a lot of stuff, a lot of the big laughs that Lady Vane gets tend to be um, uh, kind of in. What's the right word? Is it impromptu or off the cuff or in Both the moment? Both work.
0: Both those statements work.
3: Oh the or okay, Yeah. Yeah, you can
0: It's what you're saying.
3: Yeah, they, they, yeah, you know, and that's that's a that's something you can't teach. You know, that's just something you kind of have to you have to develop or or just have. And she definitely has that without a without a doubt. So it's been great um learning from her. And she was actually one of the. Mentors that that told me to diversify uh, my jokes and you know you know stop joking about dildos and such every time <laughs> I get on stage because that's what people expect me to joke about and to dig deeper. So yes, yeah, so a shout out to Lady Vane and um, yeah, she's she's good people. She's good people. And another one of my mentors is Laura Subverse, uh and Kathy Ferris. They are uh, both ladies that have been on the scene as well. Um, not necessarily veterans. They they haven't been on the scene quite as long as Lady Vane. but they've been definitely making headway. And gosh, they they they've opened for some big names. And um, and I, I don't know if you're familiar with Boston Comedy Chicks.
1: No. Does more.
3: Enough. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Boston Comedy Chicks is basically an an organization here in Boston, uh, run by women, founded by women, to geared toward helping female comics. Like, and we do they do workshops. Uh, I consider myself a Boston Comedy Chick, so I might say we do workshops.
1: Nice. We do
3: workshops, etc. And all are welcome. Like, you don't have to be a female um, in order to attend. We've had men come in. Um, I've you know I know a couple of guys. Uh, men who have, who have asked me for tickets to the next one, and I, I, uh, keep telling them, I'll let them know, because we kind of schedule it on a, on a, um, it doesn't, it, it's not the, it's not like every, like, Phil to speak, it's not like every second Thursday of the month, it's not scheduled like that, we kind of schedule it, we try to get it once a month as we go, so, um, but until it gets more definitive, maybe we can break down a so you know every month it's like the third Saturday of every month. You know the goal I think is to get get to that get to so that point. Does that mean you
0: have, does that mean sorry do you, does that mean you have a crew with you now when you go to your uh, out of state gigs like Ladies of Laughter uh, this this uh, next Wednesday on July, actually this Wednesday on July 20th at the Funny Bone Comedy Club in Albany uh, will any of your compatriots from the scene here locally be coming with you?
3: Oh, yes. Uh, La- uh, Lady Vane will be coming with me, and I was actually going to travel alone. That's, that's just something uh, I guess you call it weird if you want about me. I enjoy traveling alone by myself, blasting my music as loud as I want. I don't
1: find that and, weird at all, man. That's Music yeah. you
3: like.
0: Music you like, absolutely.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I just, you know, I just kind of get lost in the music and time flies, but when I travel with people, I have to be considerate of the music. You know, we might have to do more bathroom breaks, because, you know, who's to say that everyone in the car is going to be on the same pee schedule you know, stuff like that, so, it's just, like, a lot more, so I, I actually love traveling alone, but, um, but if, yeah, like, Lady Vane and I will be going tomorrow, and if others wanted to come, um, I'm just a phone call away, and if I needed them to come, because sometimes there are shows that they may necessarily be bringers, but they highly encourage you to, 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 to bring as, as many people as you can. Um, and there might be some extra perks involved, you know. Like, I've had bookers tell me, hey, you know, this isn't a bring-a-show, but, you know, if you, if, you, um, if you can guarantee me you'll bring X amount of people, uh, y- you know, I could, I could maybe do, maybe do something that would benefit you, whether it's more stage time... Whether it's uh, maybe kind of the complimentary stuff, they can they can bump that up a bit because maybe they can justify Because maybe I haven't been doing comedy as long as the other people on the show or maybe I don't have the same status. And, uh, and sometimes, well, in one case, I don't know if all bookers do this, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying all bookers do this, but I wouldn't be surprised if more than just the one I'm referring to does it but they can use that as a a kind of to my favor to to say hey you know i know we all agreed that Reese is a new comedian and we are just going to give her 5 minutes but she's got like mad people coming so i'm going to go ahead and give her 10 15 you know whatever what have you and then cuz you know it's a it's a it's a process and there are a lot of there are a lot of egos in in this game and you just oh yeah you know you, you <laughs> You got kind of whatever you know. Sometimes there's that. <laughs> they said this a lot at the Fed. like, <laughs> whatever it takes. Kind of like whatever it takes to get you, um, you know where. Whatever it takes to get you where you wanna where you wanna go, essentially. Obviously within reason. But I just I just remember that being drilled into my head, like. Uh, you know, whatever it takes, you know, get it done. Make sure the application is up and running. Whatever it takes, you know, don't, you know, don't uh, don't let it crash or break. Or if it does, you know, you gotta do whatever it takes to make sure you buy your phone so you can call. Um, backup. Like it was just, I just remember that from my boss constantly. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> And I'd go and I'd go home. Like sometimes I'd be pissed Because 'cause I'd be like, damn it, doesn't he know I have a life? But <laughs> but now that I kinda work for myself, I, I I'm starting to get like kinda the stuff that he was instilling in me. I, I kinda I kinda get it. You know, you have to put up with a lot of like different egos and, and different circumstances. A lot of a lot of it is a big percent of it, you know, I wish I could say a majority of it is just writing jokes, telling jokes, being on time, you know, and, and being a decent human being. But actually there's – 90% of it is really uh, BS. It's not, you know.
1: the entertainment gotta, industry, man. That's the – Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, you're – A whole <laughs> lot of that.
1: And it, t- and it takes a lot of time. It takes it takes a, a personal a strong will to be – to to continue, you know, uh, yeah. and, and to not just to continue, not just to continue because it's so only obstacles, can you, cause it takes, you know, serious drive to, to book shows four days in a row over different States into, uh, I don't know. It's, it's not, you don't have a corporate boss who's telling you exactly how you move up the ladder. You, it's all built on your own drive. So.
3: Right. Yeah. You know? And I kind of, right. And, and none of them, now that how, how far I go, is <laughs> um, all on me.
1: Is right. like uh, you know, I don't. That's serious.
3: Yeah, it's it's, a, it's serious. It's, it's very. It's like, I don't know. It's just I it just has this different feel. Like wow. Yeah. Like, wow, I.
2: It's it's great to have a drive. It's cool to, to be your own boss, and it's great to do what you're doing.
1: It's uh, it's great to make people laugh, especially now. No, thank you. Um, Well, here's a good spot, actually, for us to transition a little bit. We went uh, nice and long so far. This has been a a good hour here in the Oddball Show. Um, We're going to bang out a couple uh, segments and then come back, I think, to to close it up. But this is uh, a great combo so far. I think the next place we should go, Jason, do you have a a good word from one of our fake sponsors this week? Um, uh,
2: Yes, I do. Our fake sponsor today is uh, uh, Crossing Lines Art Exhibition. It's... This, August 5th, uh, it's hosted by Dexter Roberts. Uh, Crossing Lines is an art exhibition that features artists from Hyde Park and Jamaica Plain. Uh, Artists respectfully come from bordering neighborhoods. Their work shows how these neighborhoods have influenced us, whether graphically or symbolically. And perhaps this can spark questions of a need for a broader crossing of lines, whether social, economic, or racial. The artwork will be paintings, photography, and mixed media. Show is curated by Dexter Roberts, and uh, the featured artists, along with Dexter, uh, and if you haven't seen Dexter's art, it's it's amazing. Uh, it's really great, and that's why I'm I'm hyping up this this event. This event's going to be awesome. Um, Eric Nazaro, Walter Marokwin, Dragon Gruchik, Larry Johnson, Stasja Lucas, David E. Minot the second, and definitely Dexter Roberts is going to be there. So uh, if you want to go to this event, it is Friday, August 5th from 6 to 8. There's an opening reception. Um, I'm hoping to make it there. There's a lot of people uh, interested. There's a Facebook invite. you got to check it out. It's the Crossing Lines Art Exhibition, hosted by uh, good friend Dexter Roberts. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Um, I, I can't recommend it any more than I am right now. It's going to be great. So yeah, that's that's uh, August fifth, Crossing Lines Art Exhibition at Menino Art Center in Hyde Park. check it
1: out. So that's the, our word this week from our fake sponsor. The person is not fake; their sponsorship is. We just would think that they would sponsor us if we had uh, a need for it or uh, asked them to. But these are people that we really like to shout out and give some airtime to, uh, doing great things in the art uh, Boston art scene. So check it out, August fifth. Yeah, I'll um, be good. All right, we're coming down to the end of the hour here. I think we should do a quick "What's going on" uh, with JP Lime and Audubon Magazine. Very brief, very you know, highlights, please. <laughs> and uh, then, then we'll come back. We uh, I want to at least give a chance for Reese to shout out anything that's coming up for her. I really want. I wanted to get into um, uh, the Cotton interviews and, uh, and I'll cut her the the other media that she. Shows uh, off her towns in, but that'll just mean she'll have to come back for a second show. She'll be fine with that, right? Right. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, for a quick two minutes, we want to start it off uh, there. Oddball Magazine. What's going on this week at Oddball Magazine? Chad, hit it. All right.
0: Sorry about that. Sorry about sorry about that. <laughs> Just got uh I was like, Jason, he's ready to say it, Chad. Okay, good. Um, yeah,
1: so, <laughs> well, you can come um on over to the JP Lyman if you want I'm
0: keeping, to I'm keeping, the, uh, I'm keeping the announcements for tomorrow's Poets a surprise. We have um a good array of talent so far with Bill Harvey's The Odds and um Junkman Radio, which is Greg Vontier's uh, selection of uh, very obscure and sometimes even almost impossible to get uh, musical selections from the, from artists uh, local and abroad, and uh, that's up now. It has been up since Monday. We had uh, Tybee, our contributing writer, a past uh, contributing writer and artist, contribute poetry this week, uh, this morning, in fact. And of course, we have Oddball's uh, Jagged Thought, is written by Jason Wright. Um, I will say this uh, to give a little bit of teaser for next. week, Week we have um, I was on the Stone Soup open mic and I'm just going to claim editorial fiat. Um, I'm you know I'm doing this because I'm associate editor. uh, The hell with the selection process. There was an open mic poem yesterday at Stone Soup, and I won't say who the actually I'll say who the poet is Eric Nelson. Oh, and he, Eric! And he read a poem that was so amazing. I don't want to give a single thing away of it because it's going to give away the entire poem. But I said, send it to me as soon as possible, and I'll publish it no later than next Wednesday. We and that's no what artist. I hope to do because we're going to be getting. What's that? Do we need an artist with it. I'm and and that's why I can't say a thing about it. But I have the perfect artist. I'm going to be contacting him and hopefully getting the work all set up by uh, by next week. I it it's going to be very exciting. Eric Nelson has been published ever, I don't think, outside of um, maybe a stone suit publication for like the 90s. I don't even know. So this is uh, kind of exciting for all of us. So Eric, if you're listening, submit that damn piece. Um, So that's a nice surprise, and there's going to be a lot more coming up in the uh, weeks and months to come, including uh, maybe a piece from uh, Reese Cotton herself. Uh, Did I say too much? Anyway, and uh, that's about it for the oddball side.
1: Excellent. That is Oddball Magazine. One half of the Oddball Show. Uh, you can find them at oddballmagazine.com. Uh, the, the the best poetry magazine in uh, Boston or uh, New England or uh, probably the world. Okay. Over on the other half of the Oddball Show, you have J.P.L.I. Productions. Uh, Boston-based hip-hop group and production company you can find our uh, weekly blog at jp9productions.com as well as all updates on upcoming music and shows and our um, our monthly rap flashback video is on high until September but we're doing a uh, short written segments and there's one coming up this weekend uh, I believe in the 22nd on Bigger and Defer, L. Cool J's second album uh, that's coming from, uh, from Scholar from uh, one third of Japenime Productions. Uh, He—it's one of his favorite albums, so he's doing a little piece on that this weekend. And I am doing uh, either tomorrow or Thursday a peek inside my notebook because I have a recording schedule, recording session scheduled for Saturday, which is very exciting for me. I am itching to uh, to get some new material out. So one um, uh, well, of the next couple days, I'm going to do another peek inside my notebook of uh, stuff that I'm recording on Saturday. Uh, so. Yeah, check it out at Uh your world with a crunchy hip-hop center. Um, all right, and that's what's going on at our respective websites.
2: Prof, Prof, real quick. We're also uh, working on uh, designing some uh, some teas. We're, we're getting some swag together for, uh, for the Oddball Show uh, for our guests and for people who are interested in buying some swag from the Oddball Show. Uh, it's going to be some dope stuff. Where do you see some of the media that's coming your way with uh, the Eyeball Show? Right, Prof?
1: That's that's very true, my friend. Swagrific swag. It's going to be – it's swag squared, really.
2: Swag squared. And you can find us on Oddball, uh, Oddball, uh, Oddball Show on Facebook. Boom. Yeah. Wait, wait. And we're on iTunes. Sorry, Prof. We're on iTunes, too.
1: Indeed we are. That's what I was about to say, that if you have any interest in some of this uh, – Swaggerific oddball show swag. Please hit us up at our various social media outlets uh, at JP Lime at Oddball Magazine uh, on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and on SoundCloud where this podcast is is broadcasting. It's also currently broadcasting on YouTube. Uh, so it's it's pretty much on on every avenue of the interwebs, um, uh, which is pretty cool.
2: No, it's on there.
1: Um, but yeah, hit us up, come find out more about the Oddball Show and about the two halves that make it up, and about all the uh awesome and uh uh really talented artists that we've been able to gather in the Oddball Show Network uh that have given us time here on the podcast. Uh it's definitely worth your time.
0: Um
1: Alright, so I was thinking well actually first, Reese, is there anything that our viewers don't know as far as upcoming events or things that we really should get in detail wise They would be deprived if they did not know.
3: Okay. um, So I I would say anything uh, the viewers don't know and should know is going to be on my website, uh, comedybycotton.com. And there you can just pretty much find any and everything uh, you need to know about me. From my bio to all my upcoming shows, all of my past shows dating back to like we said the very first time I got on stage um at Slade's on uh was it December tenth uh 2014 and uh my blog is there so you can kind of read about the different stuff that I think about <laughs> or go through and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, calendar, contact there, and you can contact me. And then I have various. Uh, I'm just looking at it as I'm as I'm talking, <laughs> Cause I, cause I know,
1: what is on my website. What am like, I all about?
3: <laughs> 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 what okay. kind of cool stuff do I? Do? I know. Uh, I ch- no. I I change my I change my website a lot. I I change it a lot because I'm always trying to find cooler and different ways to just make things more pleasing aesthetically or function better for the end user. So I was just double checking to make sure the links that I put there originally I left there because, you know, that you might see a picture today. It'd be gone tomorrow. You know, like five. Think you did. You, you it changed
1: the, the picture on your homepage since I checked it like two days ago.
3: <laughs> yeah. I a I
1: I pulled it up and I was like, oh, she switched the shit up. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I might have a little obsession because i
1: stuff on my site. it is a growing, changing thing. Need yeah. Need to take right. yeah. care. Um. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh
3: yeah. yeah. So anything pertinent anyone needs to it needs to know is uh pretty much on my website. And it at, at the end of the day, if you don't just, you can always just email me or text me or
0: swing by my house. <laughs> there you come by, you know <laughs>
1: <and all that. laughs>
0: Facebook or family, what have you?
1: Yeah, hey, you got a lot. Telegram
2: a lot on this website. Comedy on Comedy on Purpose, July twenty-first, this Thursday. road, Hudson, New Hampshire. Yep. You're all welcome. No cover. And July twenty-third, that Saturday, uh, back in Cambridge at the uh, Den City Radio. Uh, what is that?
3: What is that? What's Dancy Radio? Yeah, and um, Dancy Radio is all right. So the the woman who creates and hosts Dancy Radio, um, uh, Michelle La Poetica, uh, she's wow, beautiful soul inside and out. And and basically, not only does she play great music from mainstream unknowns and some unknown music from mainstream greats, uh. But she has features on her show, whether it be rappers or comedians like myself, uh, poets, like different artists from different areas, and we just talk about our our craft, and we get to, we don't just get to promote ourselves. Kind of similar to this this show, except, (laughs) except it's, instead of like, 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 Potentially multiple interviewers in, in one feature. It's like uh one interviewer and in multiple features, if that makes sense. Yeah. So so we're all kind of yeah, so that's that's kinda of how she runs things there. So I could be sitting next to um at her show, I could be sitting next to and and, and it's a radio show in, in, in Cambridge at uh, W E M F R no WEMF, yeah, WEMF Radio, and you can check that out at WEMFRadio.com, or you go to my website, ComedyByCotton.com, and you you get the link to that um, when you scroll down my upcoming shows. But yeah, just, I I at her radio show Saturday, I could be sitting next to, you know, for all I know, the next the next big rapper out of Boston, you know, That's dope. yeah, and they do uh. She does these things called ciphers. I want to get into that one day. I did a, I did, I know I've never done a cipher, but I'd like to do a cipher. I'd like to get into that. A I, comedy cipher or a hip-hop
1: cipher? A hip-hop cipher. I was going to say, what is a comedy cipher? That sounds ridiculous. It sounds like it'd be fun. It <laughs> sounds awesome. I don't know how it would go. I know, right? But you've got it's to all keep all the stuff. flow up somehow. you got to keep people laughing. <laughs>
3: yeah. No, I hear you. I, I, a comedy. The closest thing I've seen to a comedy cipher is probably a comedy roast, where, yeah, so.
0: yeah, yeah. where you have people
3: going at each other back and forth. That's probably the closest thing I've seen. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she'll have rap ciphers right there live in the studio, you know. And then when they get through, it's like, all right, Reese. Say something funny now. You know, be funny, and then we go back to the rappers. So we all kind of get to take turns or weigh in on each other's discussion. It's it's kind of it's kind of cool. It's really laid back. I'll be there. I'll be there Saturday. I'm looking forward to going, and I'm gonna bring um. Last time I was there, I did my uh, July forecast, and I think I might do my August forecast there too. Just kind of similar to this, laid back, except um, there'll be probably a visual aspect. I might, I'll be recording and stuff. And Cool. Well, forecast, I do a monthly forecast. I haven't really connected it fully to my website, but I want to, um, once I really get them going, have a nice stack of forecasts, I'll probably promote them a lot heavier. Um, when I want to get that train rolling, and I just want to try to get people excited about upcoming shows or the following month like be my own hype man, you know, for, for the month coming. Um but sometimes that backfires on me, because sometimes shows be on my list that get cancelled and sometimes shows that were never on my list get added after the forecast has been launched. So it it could be a blessing and a curse. But um at the end of the day I just want people to be excited and enjoy the video. Even if they don't come out to anything.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well awesome. We'll check we'll definitely check that out on Saturday. Oh uh, thank you. Um. All right. Well, we are we are down to the end of the, our time here on the Oddball Show. It's been a great hour. Uh, we really appreciate your time, Reese. Uh, and we are looking forward to hearing more from you and having you back here on the show. Uh,
2: we got to uh, back on the show in like in like a couple of weeks or a month or something. Two months, three months. We'll see.
3: We'll call you. We'll talk. Yeah, I would. I would love that. <laughs> whatever you guys, whatever you guys want to do, I would love that. i Oh, sorry, we didn't get to talk about um the Cotton interviews, but that's cool because that, gives me, oh, that gives me time. Oh, nice.
1: Well, yeah. There'll be plenty of fodder for the next time, my friend. And uh, <laughs> we really good luck on your next couple shows. It seems like you're gonna have a great summer. We really uh,
2: mm.
1: we're right behind you, man.
2: Yeah, we're really we're really happy for your success, and we hope you keep on going and keep on grinding. And we're really we're cool. really happy. we support you at the eyeball show.
3: So, no, thank you, guys. I, I appreciate it, and um, I, I mean, it's it, it's mutual, and I I appreciate the exposure you 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 guys are giving me because it's like, if I hadn't if I hadn't come um out to the uh, poetry night and met Chad, I wouldn't have met Michelle La Poetica and been on her radio show, you know. And if I hadn't met her, I wouldn't have been out in um. Trying to remember the name of that <laughs> the name of that town. Um Paris. No.
0: <laughs>
1: Fargo.
3: But it was it was like the five elements of hip hop. It was it was a great it was a great show. And then I have a lot more coming like like we mentioned the one uh, on um August sixth with uh again, I'm I'm slowing down because my, my my website is loading. But I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna...
1: <laughs> the, the, the I'm... loveliness of the internet. <laughs> buffering buffering.
3: Oh yeah, the bridging yeah, I'll be at I'll be at bridging bridging gaps. In the town I was talking about earlier, it was called Fitchburg and that was I'm that so was a fun. blast. But that that you know, that that was because I met Michelle and I met Michelle because I met Chad. So it was really nice. So I'm all, all I'm saying is thank you guys so much. It's it's stuff like this, opportunities like this and and experiences like this where I get to talk on a, a platform where I gain more exposure, that I get more opportunities. So I really appreciate you for for giving me this opportunity.
1: Right. Oh, got the it. Boston art scene is alive and well. Um and speaking of which to close us out tonight, uh, uh, Jason, you want to do a, a Jagged Thought reading, you think? Yeah, sure. All right. All right. I think it would be a good way to close out. So, this has been another hour here on The Oddball Show. We thank you very much for joining us. Come find us on all our social media outlets. Uh, and we're active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we get a little Snapchat going. We are on Pinterest. Uh, we do all kinds of stuff. So, come find us. Come be part of The Oddball Show. Uh, Jason, it's yours.
2: All right. Uh, thank you, Reese, for being on the show. It's been a wonderful podcast. And uh, we're going to close off today with something called Jagged Thought 133, Less Slaughter, Less Murder. Here we go. I need to close my eyes. I need to write a song in distance. I need I want. to sing a song. I sing a song of persistence. Guns are going off in my city, my bones are growing spongy, my finish line is far ahead, my clouds are sunny, my nose is runny. I'm no dummy, but you can't take my skill from me. I sing song, my stream, and dream a lover's dream, it's 1.19 in the morning, I've been working on prayer all evening, Martha, better like it, I'm learning how to be a credit on the poetic ticket, a tick on the poetic dog. So when I feel like this, the novice feels accomplished. The soldiers are stomping around in Boston. I sit quiet often thinking, when the world is dying, will I still be writing? Yeah. It probably doesn't matter. Each word has been said. Each rhyme scheme from my head drops a lead in the butter, spread out like bedbugs on the pullout in the Manhattan couch. The world is ready for a sunbath. The world is ready for us to sing a song. The world is ready for a sponge bath. Dirty world, dirty world, playing the mud, it won't be long now. The world needs more sunshine, more laughter, less slaughter, less murder. The world needs to watch dumb and dumber and dirty work and we will all laugh our asses off together. Yeah, that's that was uh my poem Thank you. My poem Jagatha one thirty three Less Slaughter, Less Murder. And uh yeah, it's uh it's been a great time at the Oddball Show. Thank you for being a part of it, Reese. We'll see you next time. Peace.
0: Hold up, hold up, hold up.